Hey, this is Jay. You're listening to Radio Rookies Podcast. These podcasts are stories created by teens previously broadcast on WNYC Radio. Radio Rookies teaches you the tools you need to create your own radio story. Radio Rookies helped me learn that the power of the mic is a beautiful thing. Now let's listen to real stories by New York City teens. All right, so I'm walking around my neighborhood. You hit the streets of any black neighborhood in Brooklyn, and I put money on the fact that there would be a Crown Fried Chicken, Kennedy Fried Chicken, or a Chinese store on just about every other block. This one over 24 hours. That's 24 hours worth of chicken. Chicken. Chicken everywhere. But why? Don't get me wrong. I love chicken. Me and chicken have a special bond. And I don't care if I just had a five-course meal. Bring out some fried chicken or some barbecue chicken, and all of a sudden, I have a craving for chicken. I was in Mississippi doing a show, and I go to the restaurant to order some food. And uh, I say to the guy, I say, I would like to have, and before I even finish my sentence, he says, the chicken. (laughs) I was watching Dave Chappelle one night, and I didn't understand that joke. It is no secret down here that blacks and chickens are quite fond of one another. Everyone seemed to think it was funny, but me. It was like being on the outside, but I soon realized that I was right in the middle of it. I didn't even know about the stereotype. I guess living in Brownsville and being totally surrounded by other black people all the time, no one ever talked about it. Finding out about the stereotype made me start to wonder if all this chicken was a conspiracy to brainwash the black community into eating more chicken. I decided to stop eating chicken as a form of protest and an experiment. It's 8.33 p.m. Saturday night. I mean, it's kind of easy so far, but I know that once I get to school and stuff, it's going to be like 10 times harder to try and... to try and maneuver around chicken with school food because that's basically all we eat in school. (laughs) Oh God, I think I'm gonna lose my mind. Chicken is everywhere. Can't stop thinking about chicken. Okay, so, um, what did y'all eat for dinner last night? I had barbecue chicken with rice and macaroni and salad. Add um, black rice with chicken too. Do you think that there's a reason why there's so many um like chicken places? Like, do you think there's a reason why it's there's so many in um heavily black populated communities? Because the food is cheap and it's like right there. So when people don't have anything to cook or don't have anything to eat, they could just run right around the corner and get something in like five minutes for like three dollars and seventy five cents. Miss Coco, who works in my school, happened to walk in the room. How often do you say you eat chicken? Well, right now, <laughs> I'm eating a chicken burrito. Um, I eat chicken at least six times a week. I asked Miss Coco how healthy she thinks it is. Well, when I buy it now, I buy chicken, and um, I try to buy chicken without hormones in it um, because I think it's nasty, and I've heard a lot of stories about it. Organic chicken in my neighborhood? I never even heard of a place around here that sells organic chicken. I mean, I know what it is. I heard about it on 2020. But I never came across a store or even bothered to ask if the chicken I was ordering was organic. I never wondered where my chicken came from or how it was grown. They go in these houses where there are 20,000 birds living, 
with a vacuum truck. They back this truck in with this big tube that comes out the back. I'm serious. Mr. McEwen is a former teacher from my school who gave up the city life to become a small chicken farmer in Arkansas. He told me how the big companies do it. So somebody goes out and like literally sucks the chickens up into this truck. And then they go to the processing plant, which is a big factory. Chickens fly by, they have to be killed, they have to be, they're automatically plucked. Oh my God, the chicken I buy in the supermarket was sucked up by a vacuum? That's not at all how I thought it happened. But as nasty as that sounded, I would have still loved a plate of curry chicken with white rice. But no one has really answered my main question. What's the deal with black people and chicken? I think it goes back to um, enslavement and even before the period of enslavement. Professor Williams Foyson is the author of a book called Building Houses Out of Chicken Legs. She said that black people have been eating guinea hens and other birds in Africa before slavery. And during slavery, people cooked and sold chicken as a way to buy their freedom. So it became the food they ate by choice rather than by force. The professor also told me that I wasn't the only one who was questioning the amount of chicken stores in their neighborhood. There is a section in the book where I talk about a restaurant called Churches Fried Chicken. Um, People sort of believe that the restaurant was put in black communities um, as a form of genocide and that um, the food contained substances that would kill off, you know, black people. I hadn't even thought that far. Fried chicken as a means of genocide? That's crazy. After learning that, I didn't think there was a chicken conspiracy. Some things just aren't that serious. Chicken places are there because that's where the money is made. There are some black people um, who are still very much embarrassed by eating fried chicken in public. Sure, there are all these stereotypes about black people and fried chicken, but I can't let a silly stereotype take away something I love. I'm finna go back and get some more chicken. I don't want to be embarrassed to eat chicken, a food I am very proud of. Yeah, barbecue chicken too. (laughs) Barbecue chicken? It is so good. Chicken wings, chicken necks, chicken breast, chicken backs, chicken thighs, and chicken feet. <laughs> yeah, they gone chicken crazy. They gone chicken crazy. They gone chicken crazy. They gone chicken crazy. Radio Rookies is supported by Adobe Foundation, Axe Houghton Foundation, Rose and Bachelor Charitable Trust, Bay and Paul Foundations, Fred Emerson Foundation, Geraldine Stutz Trust Incorporated, Margaret Newbart Foundation, Marilyn and Bob Laurie Foundation, The McCormick Foundation, National Endowment for the Arts, New York City Department of Cultural Affairs, Robert and Jean L. Stern Foundation, Robert Bound Foundation, Slomo and Cindy Sylvian Foundation, The W. Clement and Jesse V. Stone Foundation, and the W.K. Kellogg Foundation.